At Alina Health, we care about your health and wellness. Learn how Alina Health provides care that can benefit you in this edition of The Wellcast. Now here's your host, Melanie Cole. Is death a taboo topic in your home? How would you approach discussing death with a young child? If you're like most adults in our society, it can be very uncomfortable addressing this subject. The difficult situation of dealing with death is often exacerbated when young children are involved. My guest today is Carrie Sullivan. She's a grief counselor with Alina Health Hospice. Welcome to the show, Carrie. So what can parents or guardians do to help prepare a child for loss? How do you help them understand what is about to happen? And is it helpful to visit the dying person? Well, first and foremost, absolutely, it is a difficult topic to talk about in general. But certainly when there's imminent or recent death, um, I think the most important thing to remember is that, you know, we really set the tone for grief. So if we are sending messages that questions are okay, um, and that it's safe to talk about, then the child is going to really be able to have a much more clear dialogue with us about that. Um, also, if we set the tone that it's not okay, we're just we're encouraging kids to try and get their answers met elsewhere, out in the community, from their peers. And we know that that's a risk because we don't, of course, know what kind of answers they'd be getting. So when we're explaining death in a children's terms, what do you, what should we be saying? Do we speak in little kids speak? Do we speak to them as adults? How do we impart what we're trying to say? Uh, first, you know, first of all, I think the thing is we want to be honest and using simple, clear, concise words. Um, it doesn't have to be kids speak. I think actually honest speak. So for instance, we'd want to avoid statements like, you know, daddy went on a long trip, um, because that would maybe suggest that daddy has abandoned them. Using really clear, concise language um, with word choices such as daddy died, you know, that means that his heart stopped working, that means that he's, his body stopped working and he, his body died. That's very clear, and kids understand clear. They might have a lot of questions, but it really is the truth, and kids recognize when they're being lied to or when they're being told the honest truth. How do they different as kids age? How do they, you know, accept what's happening, whether it's illness or death, when they're little kids versus when they're teenagers? Sure. Well, and, you know, the truth is nobody is too young to grieve. And so I say that because oftentimes we suggest that younger children might not have such an impact. Well, that's just not true. Um, There's a a saying that's been said, you know, if you're old enough to love, you're old enough to grieve. So from infancy through adulthood, you know, we're all uh, prone to that, and that's a normal response. Um, Of course, young ages, infant toddler ages, even though they don't actually understand the meaning or significance of death per se, they do understand separation. I mean, think of separation anxiety between a baby and a mother. And they recognize um, pain and stress and changes in our home environment. Um, Preschoolers, of course, they're still at a very, um, you know, it's all about them. They're very self-focused. But they understand when things are different, and they understand um, more of the concept of death. They might not understand the permanence of death, though. So I have heard children say things like at grandpa's funeral, 
You know, that was very sad. Well, now is Grandpa going to be at my birthday party? So not understanding what really happens there. But they do understand the sadness. Um, a little bit older when you get into the elementary years. Um, you know, more than anything, I think uh, that age, kids are really um, fearful of abandonment. And most importantly is the question of who's going to take care of me? Am I safe? Um, and also, is this something I can catch? Can I catch death the way we can catch a cold? Um, moving into early adolescence, you've got pre-adolescent age where they really have the cognitive understanding um, and ability to really get what death is and that it's a final process. Um, but, you know, they're also interested in learning more about the physical and biological uh, components of that. But they're probably still more focused on the practical issues. So now what? What's going to happen then? And then, of course, um, moving into teen years and into um, early adulthood, that there's a much more um, cognitive comprehension in line with adult understanding also of just it's inevitable, you know, death is irreversible, um, but they, that age group specifically uh, tends to want to perhaps mourn in, in privacy more. Um, and most kids that age have really not had peers that have experienced significant loss. So I think there's many questions that arise out of, am I normal? And my friends just don't get it. And so really wanting to um, have a sense of normalcy and control uh, is, I mean, that's a very, very normal, I think, healthy response for kids. So when is it that the guardian parent seeks outside help? When do you feel that with this grief, your child needs somebody else besides just you to talk to? Yeah, well, you know, first of all, we have to just make note that parental loss for children certainly increases risk factors for, for many uh, mental health diagnoses, but depression, anxiety, you know, just even increased fear or lowering self-esteem, like I mentioned about the normalcy. Um, but, you know, it's really just important to be vigilant and observant of how our own kids are doing and remembering, you know, that grief is unique to each of us. Um, I think when we're concerned about a child. I would say it never hurts to seek professional support, even if it's just reassurance for us as parents that we're doing the best that we can. And sometimes just, you know, even a couple of sessions with a grief counselor can really help parents um, learn some coping skills perhaps um, or else just affirm what they're doing with their kids and helping them uh, identify ways to support their children the best that they can. But, of course, in addition to that, you know, if there's a history of depression or suicidal ideation or chemical dependency um, or uh, if there's risk of harm to themselves or others, those are all very, very um, important times to get outside support. What are some of your best tips to give a parent who has a child that's dealing with grief? First and foremost, to listen. Listen, listen, listen. Affirm that child. Give them the opportunity to tell their story, express their emotions, even if it's over and over again. Um, processing death takes a lot of time. Um, and remembering that our word choices matter. We don't want to minimize their fears 
Um, we want to help them understand to the best that they can and to understand that this isn't about them. This is not their fault. Um, there's a number of different ways to be able to uh, put ourselves out there and be vulnerable ourselves. Like I mentioned earlier, we set the tone for the safety of talking about death um, and with our own vulnerabilities. So doing things as simple as... Um, Sitting down and doing an art project with your child, um, you know, perhaps making a memory box for um, the loved one who's died and putting either mementos or pictures or things like that in that box and having a safe place to contain that. Um, helping the children remember, continuing to remember birthdays or telling stories about their loved one who died um, or keeping any special possessions that they might have received from that person, and encouraging them to also have fun and have happy times. You know, so often we're focused on sadness and tears, which are huge and very important, and they happen. Um, but we also want to make sure that they have permission to laugh and share some of the funny stories. Um, and most importantly, I think, is just remembering grief is hard. It's hard for us as adults, and it's certainly hard for children. In just the last minute, Carrie, if you would, tell parents listening how they can help their children dealing with grief while dealing with this grief themselves, because that's a really important part. And what type of grief support do you offer at Alina Health? Yes. Well, most importantly, you know, we do need to care for ourselves before we can be present for others. So seeking out support groups for yourself, support groups for your children, being able to relate with others in similar situations is so helpful. Um, also, you know, one-on-one -on -one support or counseling, family counseling, um, and then even just in the home, recognizing that when we don't know what we need, our children are often in that same boat. So it's potentially a hug or just talking or just spending some time together, um, as well as, you know, utilizing those healthy habits we all know about, eating and exercising and having a bedtime um, schedule, et cetera, um, that all just help with the feelings of safety. And the support that we offer at Alina, um, we offer some amazing services. We offer up to 13 months of bereavement follow-up for every family who's had a loved one die in the Alina Health Hospice Program. We ha offer one-on-one -on -one counseling. We offer family counseling. Um, we're available to families and loved ones of our hospice patients. Um, we also have numerous support group offerings, um, and we have a community resource available to anybody, and that is a phone line and also a website. It's the Grief Resources line, and anybody can access that in order to uh, find local support or resources. Uh, the phone number for that is 651-628-1752, and online at alinahealth.org forward slash grief resources. Thank you so much. It's really great information. You're listening to The Wellcast with Alina Health. And for more information, you can go to alinahealth.org. That's alinahealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.